Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Dynamic. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here, being a part of the show. We are going to have a great day. We are going to have a great show for you today. And you know what? I am kind of a bit perturbed because I had to rush back here after going to see the eye doctor. Is Bridge MCP in the house yet? I don't see her because I want to give Bridge a very hard time about my own eye. So, Bridge, if you are in the house close by or whatever, I need to talk to you. But anyhow, welcome aboard. Uh, Michael Rodnan, welcome aboard. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. I just love to say that. Barcelona, Spain, right? Alistair Waters is in the house. How is our beautiful Alistair doing as well as E2247 in the house? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Mossa, la princesa, the beautiful. Yvette Avery Herod is with us as well. And we also have AVQ El Senor Rodnan. How are you doing today? We're going to have a great show for you guys today. What's wrong with my YouTube feed? Let me make sure it is all running fine. Guys, um, let's see. Still getting all the stuff put together. You know how that goes trying to get todo. Now, there is a typo in the title as I changed it. So forgive me. And the, I know I'm going to get attacked. I send the email out probably, I don't know, six, 7,000 people, I guess. Somebody's going to send and the, the, the spelling alerts going to be out. Egberto, you screwed up the name of the, the title or the subject of your program. For that, I say, I'm sorry, but I have an excuse today. So for those of you who are listening, I have an excuse. No, it's not woke. The woke, you notice I, I capitalized it. I did it all in capital letters, uppercase, because I wanted to kind of play on the words. You know what I mean? I wanted it to stay remain as woke, brother AVQ. All right. Uh, let's see what else we have before I tell my story. Full hearing on defending the right of workers to organize. Thank you for that link. Uh, let's see. Uh, the president was again at a, at, I think, IBEW Union Hall talking about all the good things that he has done for the unions. Of course, he needs to do better by the train guys. We hope he does better by the train guys, the guys who are running the trains and, and, and force their hands. After all, they're in a day right now, they're in a low spot. So now it's the time to really hit them where it hurts because it shows that what they have been doing with, uh, the amount of people they have working, derailments, etc., it's really having a material impact on their whatever, you know? Anyway, welcome aboard, Lee Grant, Alistair Waters. I'm a number, I'm a member of the Red Pen Society. Thank you so kindly for becoming a member of the Red Pen Society. Uh, E2247 says, one day our luck will run out, warns IAEA over the Saprosvisnia nuclear plant. It's going to happen. Right now, they're back on diesel power, right? Sad, sad, sad. Lee Grant says, today in Wokeness, International Women's Day honors trans women. That was yesterday, though, brother. But I am for that. 
I am for that. And let me, let me tell you, when you go through a transformation like I have from being uh, from a country where homo- homophobia was probably just a standard thing and we never, we never considered ourselves evil. We never considered ourselves selfish. We never considered ourselves hurting other people because of how they were born. The, what was within their psyche we just, we just mocked them, made fun of them, and it was nothing, right? We never considered their feelings. And I just always ask folks, to, why would somebody want to put them into a situation that will bring upon them more hate? Why would they want to do that? Nobody really would want to do that. I had to learn. And to those, many of you have heard my story from homophobia to, uh, to gay activists, from sexist to women rights super women rights supporter and fighter for many of you know that so um i just ask those of you who are listening to this program to step back and put yourself in the shoes of those who are uh or or trans those who are gay those who are women etc put your foot put your put your put your psyche in those shoes who the hell would want to put themselves into a position to, uh, to have hurt upon them? What benefit it is to them? And when, when you look at it through those lens, and when you look at the lens as far as let everyone be, somehow it makes one seem very small to have had those prejudices. And to be frank, when I found myself from the prejudices that I have. And I can tell you categorically speaking, and I'm saying this from a mental standpoint, those prejudices are gone. There are still recessive things when it comes to sexism, I know, that may rear its head. Like, I jump and open the door for women or I say things like women, ladies first and all of that. Some ladies tell me, well, like, brother, we want you to keep doing that. Always have mixed feelings about doing things like that. But you get the point. You get the point. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, Woke versus Wake, I answered that. Daniel says, my daily dose of sedition. Even I ask myself why I pollute my mind with PDR. Well, it's punishment. Brother, you just can't leave it. You remember that, you remember that show, um, Daniel, with um, Al Pacino? When Al Pacino wanted to leave the mob, wanted to leave the mafia, and he had this section that I always used to like listening to where it said, I try to get out. I try to get out, but they keep bringing me in. They keep bringing me in because there's something enticing about it. Brother Lado, you just love us, Lado. You know it. You know it. Not only that, you even think like us. You just try to fight it. You're just trying to fight that you really are a progressive at heart, but you have to fight it. That's why we still love you. That's why we put all the love on you, brother. Alistair says, I'm a member of the Red Pen Society. LOL. There you go, girl. Lee Grant says, today's Wokeness International Days. I, to- I spoke to that already. Uh, Tom C. says, Daniela Doe, PDR punishment is good for the soul. Better than breaking rocks in the gulag. Estoy completamente en acuerdo con usted, señor. I'm in complete agreement with you, sir. Daniel says, to, or rather, Michael says to Daniel Lado, gotta wonder why your mindset is to sedition rather than loyal opposition. You are a fellow American, right? You don't want your country tangible better, better for its people? It is really that hard to change your mindset, man. 
Good afternoon, everybody from Maywood. And Alistair says, Daniel Edo is paying pity, penance. Too bad. No, he's not. He's loving it. He's loving it. E2247 says, largest nuclear energy plant in Europe in southern Ukraine lost all of its site power. That's what I mentioned earlier. For the sixth time in a year through massive missile attack on Thursday. These people are crazy. They're crazy and they don't care about humanity. Maywood says, I forgot a to pastel Daniel Lado. Gotta wonder why your mindset is to sedition rather than loyal opposition. I heard that one already. All right. Daniel Lado says, transgender ideology is a pox on society. It needs to be excised completely from the culture. It's not a cultural thing, Daniel, but maybe... Maybe somebody, well, I won't go there. Lee Grant says, this isn't about phobia. It's about the ridiculous ideology that says the sexes are interchangeable. That's not what it's saying again. And if you, if, if, if brother Grant, if you get that, what it's saying is sexes are interchangeable, you have completely missed the point. That is a propaganda that the right would like to look at it. It's a lot deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. And I'm not going to go into it today because that's not the subject. I imagine others can give you reference on that. I'll leave that to others. Anyway, folks, you notice many times I'm reading the screen and squinting or I have, I'm, 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 almost, I'm already sort of dyslexic. And there are times that I am squinting and trying to get things done. Well, I always knew I had cataracts. They told me that five years or more ago that I had cataracts. But I couldn't take it anymore. The driving, even last night, the driving was difficult coming home. I can see, but I, it's, it's forceful. I got to be paying attention very well and all that good stuff. Also, it was tough coming back when I drove my, my daughter's truck back from, uh, from D.C. to Houston. It was all, it's also tough when I'm driving in the sun and it's tough. All of this is very, 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 very tough. So, you know, I made an appointment to go see, get a full checkup on the eye, etc. Uh, they gave me all those tests, dilated the eyes, did all of that. That's why I'm sort of late with getting all my stuff together. I always have an excuse for being late. I'm just, the hours are just filled up. But anyway, I went to get the tests and all the tests were done. And the doctor comes into the place and he says, Mr. Willies, I am surprised that you can read as well as you do. These cataracts are terrible. Especially in the right eye. How do you see? The glare must be very, very hard to deal with. And, you know, it's funny because when they were doing the tests and they, they, they want to simulate sunshine while you're seeing objects. And they, they, they gave me something to read, put a little light to simulate sunshine. I couldn't see a damn thing. Just the light. Just the light. So now... Uh, I am finally going ahead and go. By the way, Alistair, I'll, I'll, well, I'll tell the story because this is a medical story. And guys, please forgive me using a personal story. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day 
at sax.com. Already use the platform to put out there because I think though this will make a good one of our great supporters as well. I called him up uh, soon after I got back. He had both uh, cataracts removed, both lens removed as well. One of our, our, our posse members and I'm, but anyhow, so the doctor comes in and he says, I don't know how you could see we're scheduling cataracts. So next, at the end of the month, I go for the, the fittings or whatever it is that they have to do. And in the beginning of, of March, I'm supposed to get the right eye done. At the end of March, I'm supposed, I mean, May, I mean, not May, April. At the end of April, I get the left eye done. That's, that's the, we have, we have dates, everything to do all this work on, right? Now comes, what am I going to do? Well, I got four options. One option, the insurance company, 80-20. And I, even though they say 80-20, I know they're going to be sucking me with some other stuff. But they say 80-20. So I, I told them, oh, that's the basic plan. I'm going for the 80-20. But now they want to convince me of otherwise. And by the way, I want to just say, I am not, when I go to, doc, I don't go to doctors a lot because I have found that I get not the very best treatment at doctor's offices, at hospitals, I generally feel like I am treated subhumanely. That's just how I feel based on the treatment I get at hospitals. Now, I found one doctor, Tejas Meta, right here in uh, Houston, close by. Uh, He treated me like a human being and he handles my pressure and I make him handle everything. And I wrote a little note on Google saying, thank you so kindly. You are the first doctor that made me feel like a human being. Okay. And that's why I only listen to you. I only come to you for, even if it's not heart related, I'm coming to you. But anyhow, or pressure related, I'm coming to you. He's an internal guy. Anyhow, at, at this clinic that I went to, the treatment was perfect. I love the people. They were nice. I jived them about being a political activist. So be careful how you bill me, etc. Very nice people. Now I go to after they decided that I do need to get the surgery, etc. The doctor kind of explained you can have basic where we just throw a blank lens in there, or you can go with this option that's good for astigmatism and for viewing, or you can go to the other version that goes that gives you uh, that allows you to not need a glasses at all, or you can go to the premium ver- the, the premium version that yeah, I don't know it makes you see even further and nearer. All these options you got, right? And I said, I'm a political activist. I don't have that kind of money. But what does it cost anyway? I'm just kind of curious to know what it costs. So at the end of the visit, they take me into the place where you go see the person that's going to go through all the financials with you. All the financials with you. And, you know, got all my, I got all my financials put together. The, one, the first one is the one that's 80-20 with your insurance. Before she could say anything, I said, that's the one that I want. She said, you know, but this is your eyes. And, you know, you may, you know, over time, you may have prescription chains and you want, you don't want to get new glasses. New glasses can cost you all this money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To which I said, I can go buy glasses for cheap. I don't need to go to expensive glasses, right? I want the basic, but what does it really cost if I decided to just go for the astigmatism and the others? This is what they tell me. The insurance doesn't cover that, but we will finance it for you. It's going to be $2,500 per eye. That's a very 
basic cosmetic one, $2,500. And you'll get your astigmatism cured and you will also get to C4. Okay, $2,500. What's the other price range, ma'am? The other one cost you $4,500. And what do I get for 40? Wait, wait, wait. Is that each eye? Yes, $4,500 each eye. What? And, and by the way, that's what they're charging you for this special lens. And they're still charging your insurance to install these lens in you. And of course, you know, the lens that they buy generally costs you nothing. All right. So now it's $4,500 per eye. I'm like, oh, okay. And we will finance it too, two years. Okay, that's $10,000 over two years. Oh my God, it's sort of like a car payment. Then we go, then we go to what again? Uh, we go to the premium version. Now, you don't only get far vision, astigmatism, near vision, all of that. It's even clearer i'm an engineer folks the material for all these things are similar they go into the eye it's material that has to be made for the eye that you know won't get a lot of stuff crapped up on it etc they're basically similar materials right so it goes from costing me just an 80 20 20 version of the 80 or going for like 12 13 thousand dollars to get my two eyes fixed I ask you, these are, this is vision. This is a healthcare issue. Why would, why would I spend $12,000 at my age to put a car into, a, a cheap car into my eyes that who knows, a lot of these newer technologies that adjust to your eyes or whatever, we don't know what the failure rate is for these guys where they may even have to go out and do it, right? I don't know. Look, these are good people at the eye place that I went to. These are not bad people. Do we just have a bad system? These are not bad people this is just how the system works and it's on autopilot where somebody makes a ton of money on your demise on your health somebody makes a ton of money because you can't see right because your body did you wrong your lens did you wrong you know i called up norman and i said hey guess what check this out and he said you know man it's a shame that's something that we should just get as a part of our health care not private health care that they pay. That's just part of being an American citizen in a rich country where most of the research is done with taxpayer dollars. Why is it that that's what it costs? And then it says the following as well. Only those people who have a lot of money are entitled to perfect vision. Only those people who have a lot of money are entitled. Look, even if I had a lot of money, I would probably go for the basic. Um, I, it just really irked me that the people who are going to walk out of there with great vision, never having to use the glasses again, 
are the ones who are going to pay them $12,000, a minimum of, and, and, or a minimum of $5,000. And by the way, even though they're charging you that money, they're still billing your health insurance for your surgery. They're still billing health insurance for your basic lens. Okay? All of that. They're still billing for, which means you're still going to be responsible for your 20% of that. I want you guys to understand that. Somebody, I believe you're gonna. You just got here. Rewind and check out what I said. I, I, I'm having surgery on the eyes. Okay, um, but it's important. It is so important. Uh, Michael Rodney says, "Egberto makes me wish we had universal health care." I know, right? Uh, Maywood says, I don't know who Maywood is talking to about being childish. My hunch is he means Eric Hayes. Eric Hayes says, eyes are important, aren't they? Yes. And the, the fact that eyes are so important to us all should be why our, we the people, should cover it for everybody free of charge. Because it's one of those life things that we need for life, right? So I would love if we would pass a law that says all, all I care should be done. I have major cataracts. So all the time that you told me to put my glasses on, most of the time, I want to speak like a Texan, most of the times the glasses wouldn't have worked. My dear, beautiful Bridge MCP. So now I have to get two cataracts removed. The guy said, I don't know how you were reading. When he looked at the severity of my cataracts and, and when they did all the tests that shows how bad the glare affected me, etc., they're like in shock that I'm driving and, and they're in shock that I'm reading. Uh, they, they, if you ever see those scans, they can't even see certain parts of the back of the eye because of the cataracts. Amazing. But anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Egberto, when I got my new lenses, I got the basic. This was about 20 years ago. They gave me the same spiel. My lenses have allowed me to see far and are still working fine. Thank you. I, I am so glad that you're not the only one. Uh, Tim, uh, one of our supporters here, I called him up right away as well. And he said, Egberto, when they told me the price, I decided to go with the basics as well. I don't know. I think he, got, he went one level above the basic for, for CN4. I am going for simply the basic. The very basic. I'm a political activist. You know, I can't ask. I can't. I, I've got to do it that way. All right. So anyhow, that is a story that I wanted to tell today. A personal story took this opportunity to do that. But folks, when I tell you our system is screwed, and you know, you know I've been talking about this for a long time, it is screwed. Anyhow, let me go with, there's a, there's a piece that I wanted you guys to see last night from Mer the Merrick Garland piece. It was about the cognizant, cog cognizant co the, the, this, the dissonance, cognitive dissonance of many Republican politicians. I want you to check this out. Thank you so kindly, Yvette Avery. I will try to take good care when they cut it open to not scratch it, you know, because, you know, we, we want our eyes. We want our eyes. We want our eyes. Anyhow, so cognitive dissonance. I love this piece because Morning Joe did it where it actually showed, it showed uh, Merrick Garland saying, look, I don't want to touch the Hunter Biden stuff. I'm going to leave it to the Justice Department lawyers and specifically to a, a, point, a, a Trump appointed justice, uh, 
Justice Department lawyer. And the response from, of course, the Republican politicians just shows you the depth of cognitive dissonance, if not worse. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. We played for you, Attorney General Merrick Garland, facing heated questions from Senate Republicans as they ramp up their investigations of the Justice Department and the FBI. Here's what he said in response to accusations he would interfere with investigations into Hunter Biden. I promised to leave the matter of Hunter Biden in the hands of the U.S. Attorney uh, for the District of Delaware, who was appointed uh, in the previous administration. I have pledged not to interfere uh, with that investigation, and I uh, have carried through on my pledge. In an interview with Fox Business News yesterday, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer weighed in, suggesting that Garland's testimony is proof that he is not staying out of it. See if you can follow that logic. What's your reaction to Garland's testimony? He says he's trying to stay out of it. That's his answer for uh, the accusations that he's politicized this uh, department. Well, it looks to me like he's right in the middle of it. Uh, By the fact that he continues to say he's staying out of it, that could be uh, interpreted as a code word for don't touch this, it's too hot. I mean, any American who has a fraction of the violations of the law that Hunter Biden has would have already been indicted at the very least by now. So uh, this is another example of a two-tier system of justice in America. If you're politically connected to uh, elected officials at the highest level, then you're going to get by. If if you're not, then you're probably going to be sitting and rotting in a jail cell somewhere. Claire, I really don't know how to even respond to it. First of all, just the stupidity to say, well, the fact that he didn't say that he was involved means he's involved. First of all, how do you even like that's like debating a third grader, first of all. And secondly, here's a guy talking about two tiers of, of, of the system of justice. And he sits back quietly and supports Donald Trump year after year after year after year. I mean, it, again, I, it's it's almost like, you know, why even respond to it? It's just such a joke. We, um, I am sorry. I also tried to figure out the logic. That is a perfect example of cognitive dissonance. It doesn't matter what you say, right? It absolutely does not matter what you say. Because these guys are simply going to create their own narrative, a narrative they claim to believe themselves, which I doubt they believe it. It's just a matter of of a show, right? And you know what? You know what else is funny? Maria Bartiromo. Bartiromo. I used to think, I always knew that she kind of landed on a pretty conservative side. But I really did not know how gullible... She is. Even though in all those emails that are going across um, the news now from Fox News that shows that Fox News knew that they were actually lying to their people, I found it amazing that Maria Bartiromo wasn't lying. She believed in all those crazy things. She, I mean, she got into a conversation with Bannon that showed this woman is bat, you know what, crazy. And this is a woman that many were listening on CNBC about 
Wall Street. But then again, we're talking about Wall Street, the biggest casino. I guess that makes sense because anybody who thought Wall Street was real, everybody who thought Wall Street was real, I guess got to be cuckoo. So anyhow, Michael Rodney says, we do have a two-tier justice system for the wealthy and powerful versus everyone else. But Republicans rarely address who primarily benefits from the two-tiered system. Corporations get away with crimes that any ordinary citizen would be charged with. Perfecto. That's correct. Egberto Wall Street is the rich man's casino. You got it right, Brudnin. And Daniel says, I get it. Now, Egberto doesn't believe what he says. It's all just a show. No, I do believe what I say, sir. I promise you that. Te lo prometo. Yo, yo, de veras que creo en todo lo que estoy hablando. I believe in everything that I'm saying. Okay? So don't you ever fear whether I do. Breach says, Egberto Will is what? For cataracts. Insurance pays, but not for new vision at the same time. That isn't covered. I knew something was wrong with your eyes. That's why I was giving you hell. I mean, earlier, did uh, people have to tell you that I, that I was waiting for you, Breach, because you always say, Egberto, put your glasses on. You know, but it was more than glasses, beautiful. It was more than glasses. I was sick. I had bad, I had cataracts. And, and you know what? At least... Uh, I, 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 why I love Alistair Alistair makes it look like I'm not an old man she says don't worry Egberto I had my cataracts removed at 45 thank you Alistair now I feel a lot better because you know I feel a lot better I'm not so old after all thank you alright uh, what else we got here he is the attorney general not the DOJ uh, I'm Department of Justice uh, uh, what is it? The, the Attorney General? What is it again? Egberto is better American than Ledo 100-fold. Muchisima gracia, corazoncita. Muchisima gracia. All right. I have another video for you. Uh, I have another video for you. Uh, this one here was a... What this former... Con 23 watching, 14 thumbs up. Come on, folks. Give us those thumbs up, please. We need those thumbs up to make sure that our video gets out there good information. Anyway, the next one here is former conservative. I'll tell you what. No, no, no. Before I do that, I did a TikTok today that I want everybody to see. Uh, I did a TikTok today I want folks to see. And the reason I want folks to see my TikTok is it has an important message on inflation, and I'm going to try to do these messages on inflation often, both on inflation and on Medicare, Social Security, etc. So here is, and by the way, guys, if you want to get to my TikTok, please remember to go. Oh, I got to get the link to my to my TikTok, but you can actually get it from my link LinkedIn bio. Here is my LinkedIn bio that I use. On TikTok. There you go. All right, let's get busy with the video that I want you to see. Ready to go? Let's do it. Do not allow the media or politicians to fool you. Corporations are 100% responsible for inflation. Research proof corporate greed is responsible for more than half of the inflation rate. The rest is caused by corporate incompetence and lack of foresight. They are responsible for the offshoring, just-in-time inventory, and refusal to support climate change remediation, which caused the supply chain problems that also increased prices. 
Instead of our politicians creating policies to stop the greedy corporations, the feds are increasing interest rates, which put the corporate created burden on our backs, further enriching the wealthy as they suck our income and wealth. We must stop being indoctrinated and hoodwink. We can take control. This is our country. This is our economy. Check out more. All right. So, folks, I'd, I'd like to ask a favor of you. I'm putting the link to that TikTok into the, into the feed. Please go ahead and get that TikTok. Share it, please, so that we can get some numbers on it, please. I want this message to go out there. I want us to stop blaming inflation on people because if we blame, infla- 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 if we blame inflation on people, All right. If we blame inflation on the American citizens are spending too much, the American citizens have too many jobs. Uh, I, I want I want I want I want us to not sit and take any blame for inflation. I want us to sit back and take no blame. I want us to know the facts. And that is everything about inflation is corporate driven. Like I mentioned in that uh, in, in, I, I had to kind of summarize it to get it to fit within 60 seconds so that it could appear as a short, as a TikTok, as an Instagram, and as a, what do they call it on Facebook? I don't remember what it's called. But I'd love for you guys to share that one on TikTok so that we can get some um, some traction on that. I also did it on Instagram. You can check out my Instagram to promote it there too. But we need to get that message out. Because if we, let me tell you why we need that message out. We will stop accepting, right? We will stop accepting because of this. Thank you very much for uh, giving me that follow on TikTok, um, Michael Rudnan. Please, everybody, if you can, give me a follow on TikTok. And I'm going to start making these videos daily. And let me tell you what, what I mean about the inflation now. If Americans start to realize that inflation is solely a corporate thing, they have the power to change prices. They have the power. They are the ones who offshore that created the shortages that caused some legitimate price hikes. They are responsible for it. So they should be paying the price in reduced profits for making the mistake of offshoring and having a supply chain problem. We shouldn't be bearing the burden. Let me explain something. When we pay higher prices because there are there's less product because of a supply chain problem, their profit margin not only st- it actually increases because they're selling less product at a higher price which gives them a higher profit margin. We got to get away from that. Secondly, when they increase prices for the sake of increasing prices, in other words, just because they can, again, that is our money just going into their pockets. And what they do know is the following. They know how much money we have. When, we got, when people got the stimulus, they figured we can jack these prices up because there is a, they have money in their pocket. So instead of you putting that money in the bank to save for a rainy day, you give it right back to the corporations. Then they say, oh, you're spending too much and they want taxes cut. And then you got to borrow the money from them that you gave them back. Look, it's a charade. We need to start taking command, stop being hoodwinked, stop being indoctrinated by the fallacy of our economic system and do things right. 
Mike Cisak says, why two top scientists changed their stance on lab leak theory? Dr. Collins and Mr. Redfield got $9 million from Dr. Fauci. Oh, my God. I know. And you probably believe that too, Mike Cisak. I know you believe that. Do you really think there is an incentive for America to say, if, if, if the virus originated in the Chinese lab, do you think there's some incentive for us to say it didn't? Actually, we would probably feel better if it did go from the lab because if, it go, if, it, if it's just transmission between animals, that easy, it's like, oh my God, it's so easy to transmit from animal. That just puts us in further dire straits. If it came from a lab, at least there's some control. All right, Mike Alistair Waters says, wondering if you'd have a big impact doing Spanish-speaking TikToks would be less time-consuming than full-blown video, wouldn't it? Oh, that's a thought. That is a good thought, Alistair. I, that's a good... You know, I have the smartest people around. I may just reduce what the, the size of a program for Spanish in the beginning to see what kind of traction it gets and then, then supplement with TikTok. Hey, thank you, Alistair. You know, I'd never thought about that, Alistair. Never thought about that. I'm wondering if I, would, if I did a TikTok in Spanish, would I do it a separate TikTok Spanish? No, I'd probably keep it on the same channel because I, I, I want to aggregate the, the numbers. All right. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, this is a type of ignorance thinking having someone try to do something that, ans that can't answer a question about what he will be in charge of the FAA. Using your favorite word here, although the rest of... Oh, wow. That's a lot of run-on sentences, brother. I love you, but uh, I'll have to read that later, okay? But I promise to read it, sir. Uh, Lee Grant says, transgender surgery treatment is an example of gain of function. <laughs> I think there's a joke in there somewhere, brother Grant. I think there is. Our FBI is against TikTok, so are the government agencies. Yeah, they are. I think, they're, I, I, I think it's false, okay? I think the government's against it for all the wrong reasons. I agree with them for not having TikTok on government stuff, but I don't think they should have Instagram on government stuff. I don't think they should have Facebook on government things. Anybody who thinks corporations are American or whatever, they're crazy. Corporations know no state. Corporations know no country. Corporations are beings within themselves that only care about the survival and the enrichment of the corporations no matter what. They have no loyalty to country. They have no loyalty to people. So with, I, if the government is going to say no TikTok on these phones, they should have no Instagram, no Facebook, no Snapchat. None of it should be on the phone. All right, let's see. Let's go to the other video because I'm going to run out of time again. But check this out. Well, actually, let me set it up. You know, there are many conservatives who are lamenting what has occurred to the conservative or, or to the Republican Party, which used to be a genuinely conservative party. And as much as I'm not a conservative, at least it had a pushback to the things that I believe in to force me to hone in on an idea, to force me to make sure my idea was crisp. Sometimes they made it better. They made the ideas better because of having to challenge those different things. I love conservatives for doing that to my progressiv progressivity. Now, but the MAGA crowd has gone crazy. CPAC is a nut job. I want you to listen to what this conservative here has to say, and then we'll take it on El Otro Lado. 
when you think of the George Santoses and obviously Donald Trump with his ties and his vodka and his steaks and even Alex Jones with his vitamins or whatever he sells, the conservative movement in the year 2023 it, it does feel like an infomercial. And I wonder how much you think the big con, the grift is central to the party's identity at this point. Well, uh, Alex, first of all, I join fellow patriot Donald Jr. in urging our listeners, the true patriots out there, to make a check today out to Christians Against Secular Humanism or cash. Because this is a grift, pure and simple. They ought to put a fence around CPAC and put a bunco charge on all of them. It's unbelievable. I didn't know God had an opinion about cell phone companies. Um, yes. What's happened is Trump is shrinking in the party and CPAC is shrinking. Uh, but it is. It, it is kind of the professional grassroots huckster wing of the GOP. So the good news is it, it's, it's, it's an outlier. It's not the sampling it used to be. Hell, when I, I was chairman of the college Republicans at Georgetown a million years ago, right after Reagan got elected, we'd go there and it was the best party in town. And it reflected the young energy inside the Republican Party. This thing now is a scam. Well, Pure and simple, top to bottom. Walk me through how that fits, though, in the ecosystem of the present day GOP. There's a, there's a competing confab, the club, the club for Growth conference, where I think Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence right. and Nikki Haley, they're all speaking. That's kind of like the legit conference. Uh, but when you talk about the energy and enthusiasm, yeah. I mean, CPAC may be a clown show that is offering, you know, nine ninety nine gold coins or whatever. But at the same time, there it, it does represent some certain part of the GOP, does it not? I mean, it does. Does it not represent the most animated part of the base <laughs> that is therefore essential to those who would like to keep power? over at Club for Growth? Well, it, it's a sliver. What it is is a grassroots party, the uh, hoot and holler, uh, but it's what I call the hobbyist wing of the right wing. The, the Club for Growth thing is a donor club. That is, that, that is a meeting of people who can write $100,000, $500,000 checks to your super PAC. So the candidates will break down the door to get in there and kind of do their 10 minutes. They're scoping for significant donors or bundle, bundlers. The CPAC thing, CPAC now is like the 25 Japanese troops in a cave somewhere in 1953 waiting for the emperor to tell them to attack. They're, not, they're, a, they're a sub-sliver. Now, they, they vote in primaries. I won't zero them out completely. But if you look at a scientific poll of Republican voters and you poll, the, if you can get the aluminum foil hats long enough to get their attention and poll the people running up and down the hallways hawking this stuff at CPAC, you know, there's not a lot of correlation. It is a symptom of the weakness of the Trump thing, not the strength that he owns this shrinking island. I got to ask you um, what you think the ideological center yeah. of the Republican Party is at this point, because when I think of Club for Growth, I'm thinking these are the moneyed Republican elites who really care about low taxes. And when I think about the uh, political figures who speak at CPAC, it's kind of the grifter class. But money is the central thing that ties it all together. Is it not? I'm just trying to understand what the Republican Party is actually yeah, about, well, if anything, at this it used to always amuse me as a regular Republican that the grassroots would rant about the establishment. You know, many people like me, but the, the anti-establishment has its own establishment and their trade show is CPAC. Um, as far as the party, it's got a lot of factions. Right now, the biggest war is between kind of the populists, and there are rich populists who love to write super PAC checks, uh, all the way down to grassroots, really 
grievance populists who are worried about space lasers and think Marjorie Taylor Greene ought to be empress, all the way over to kind of more thoughtful populists. Then you got the old Burke conservatives like me, which were kind of the dominant conservative faction in the original, you know, not completely crazy Republican Party. And there's a struggle. Trump is the poster child of the grievance populists. And that's where the fault lines are now. Some of the money is with him. Most of the money is God. We're tired of losing. We're tired of crazy. Uh, this guy's a problem. Can we get back to free enterprise, strong defense, the basic Republican building blocks? But they don't control the party now. It's a, the primary is going to sort this fight out between all the warring factions. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The party is going to uh, figure it out. And unfortunately, I see MAGA continuing to be the dominant portion of the Republican Party. I, I thought I was wrong. I thought by now uh, more sensible people would at least convince some of the less sensible people to get off. But I guess I was would not. I guess I simply was damn wrong, you know. I was wrong. Let's see. Is there anybody else I need to salute that I hadn't? Well, of course, I spoke to Mike Cisek already. May Woods, uh, welcome aboard. Is Tom C. in the house? I don't remember if I saw Tom C. in the house, but if Tom C. Yeah, I think I did respond to something Tom C. said earlier today. So Tom C., I know, is in the house. Anyway, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? What else? Alice Water said, yay, Michigan, about damn time. What about Michigan? Did I miss something? Um, if you got wealthy people throwing $100,000 checks, that's astounding, not grassroots. Exactly right. Mike Success said, oh, and they were snooping in on communications between defense lawyers and defendants in violation of laws. Look, let me tell you something. All right. Um, you know, Russia used Facebook to, you know, uh, influence our election. I'm not trying to relitigate any of that stuff about Hillary Wall. I'm just stating a fact. That's a fact. That wasn't TikTok that did that. That was an American company called Facebook who said money is more important than uh, doing right by country. You know, it happens all the time. If you think that these corporations have a loyalty to America, you're dreaming. They simply use America for what we are used best for. When they need a military to blow up something they want to steal... We are there for them. They want to blow up Iraq to take its oil. We are there for you. They want to blow up Afghanistan to take a few other things. We are there for you. You know, uh, we don't like that. The like in, in Guatemala, that the the United Fruits, the when when Guatemala starts to disperse land and affects Chiquita Banana. I think it was Guatemala. I could have the the Central American country wrong, but I think it's Guatemala. We just say, ah, we'll just go ahead and invade. You know, we invade Haiti, we invade Dominican Republic, we invade Panama, we invade everywhere, right? That's what we do for the plutocracy. And then you look at Ukraine, it's a different kind of invasion for Ukraine, right? For Ukraine it is, hey, we're going to help you win your war against Russia. While Russia is decimating your country, blowing crap all over the place. But guess what? Brown and Root and uh, Halliburton and all of them will be there for those contracts, to rebuild all those buildings that the bombs took away. You know, that's what we do good at those things. We are great at that. And at the same time, uh, little countries like Jamaica and, and Haiti and, and uh, Martinique and all these guys are saying it would be nice 
if you just gave us a couple hundred million dollars so we could build some infrastructure in our country, become great democracies, show people that democracies help out each other, you have taken so many of our resources for, for centuries, well, why not throw a little bit of money to Martinique? Why not throw a little bit of money to, the, to, to Jamaica? All these places that, you know, played a material role in America becoming as successful as it is. Send a little money down there, not just to the Ukraine, then you say they say no. Then China comes in, and China builds a freeway from the from the from the south of the Jamaica right up to the north of Jamaica. And now Jamaica has a loyalty to China for having opened up a whole corridor in China. Then they go to Panama and they do a few things in Panama and they do a few things in in Zambia and all these places. Infrastructure getting built. Is is China doing that because China just loves these people? No, they don't. But they understand what diplomacy is all about. You know. So don't, we should not as Americans complain. We should not complain as, as Americans when these other countries depend, develop other loyalties. Oh boy, I missed the boat again. I have one more Michael Steele to show you, but I missed the boat and it's too long to get it into the time frame of what's left of the program. So the, pro, the rest of the program is all up to you. Let's see. Carl Cox says, corporations only care about the mega rich and their mega corporations. Screw the little people and small business. Exactly. Uh, Mike Cisak says, Daniel Edo, did you see that the FBI DOJ got caught not only hiding information from defense lawyers, but within that info, it discusses destroying 338 items of evidence in the Proud Boys trial. Oh, my God. Alert. Alert. Don't believe your eyes when the Proud Boys were attacking. Don't believe your eyes because the DOJ is hiding stuff from you. If you believe that, you know, I got, you know that bridge in Brooklyn, the one that goes over the Hudson River? Can I sell it to you? I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. E2247 says, applaud as Michigan House Democrats vote to repeal anti-union right-to-work laws. Bingo. That's what, that's why elections matter. Uh, we must publicize things like that. Maybe I'll do a TikTok on that one. That's why election matters. That's why election matters. Thank you for pointing that out for me, E2247. I think that's a good one. Uh, E2247 also says, something's wrong with corporate America and something's wrong with Congress and administrators listen too much to corporate lobbyists. They do. Uh, what else we got here? China's government could use TikTok to control data on millions of Americans. FBI director. Yeah, I think I read that one already. All right. We got what else we got here down below. I'm going down in the list. Uh, I don't want to miss. Welcome aboard. Ike Ben God. Jij Bent God. I don't know how to say that, but forgive me. U.S. hasn't invaded Haiti in a long time. <laughs> I, I so love you, Grant. I so love you. You're right. They haven't invaded Haiti in a long time. But between United States and France, they were no friends to Haiti in the aggregate. Haiti, you know, it's, it's funny. Toussaint Lavatour, Toussaint Lavatour, the great black liberator of Haiti, kicked the butts of the French out of the land. They, were, they, they liberated themselves. That is one thing that I admired about Haiti. Haiti liberated itself, right? But in the process, the, the French came back 
and then coerce, not coerce them, force them to pay reparations. This is some crazy crap. This is why, uh, this is why um, critical thinking isn't, that the, the, the right doesn't want you to get critical thinking. Check this out. Check this out. Haiti, Toussaint Lavator, the black liberator of, of Haiti, kicked the French out. Now they are free country. They are the first free black country in the entire Western Hemisphere. I mean, Brazil has the most black folks than anywhere else on this damn area, right? In, 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 in this hemisphere. But Haiti, Haiti, those Haitian people freed themselves. Now, now, France come back with the power of their, their military and everything else and the rest of the world and said to Haiti, you guys have to pay us reparations because you took our property away without paying. And what's the property again? The people. <laughs> so Haiti had to pay for decades. For decades, they had to pay to France for the slaves being freed. How many of you knew that? Haiti's reparation to France didn't end until 1970s. Can't imagine why Haiti agreed to those terms. Haiti's people kicked the French colonizers out but didn't keep the fight going. The reason why was self-preservation. You know, remember, America was scared of Haiti. Suppose the word got over to the United States. Many of the southern states had more black folks in the southern states than anybody else. And suppose they revolted. Suppose they revolted. It is amazing because they were so scared of what might have happened in America. So therefore, the French's allied, allies would have been the United States and there was no match for Haiti and France with the United States to somehow win that war. Nope, not a chance. Problem with right to work repeal legislation in Michigan. Next time Republicans in charge, right to work law will be reinstated. We need referendum to amend Michigan constitution and get rid of the right to work for good. I agree with you, Tom, Tom C. You're absolutely right. They probably can't get the votes to do it right now, but in the long run, I hope, I trust that they will. Uh, Michael Rennes says, faulty memory, got my dates wrong, had to double check. Doesn't matter, brother. You know, you get the gist. The gist wasn't the dates. Notice I didn't call out dates when I told the story. It's the gist of what it meant. It's, that is what's important. All right, it is. Oh, wow. Time flies when you're having fun. I want to tell you guys, thank you very much for spending this time with me. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so kindly for being here every day, promoting what we do. I want to also ask you all folks to go ahead and share, share, share. That is the way we are going to uh, make progress. That's the way we are going to get things done. When I put out these TikToks, I'm going to ask you guys, first of all, those of you who don't know, please consider uh, joining my TikTok and the other things that I do. But I'll put some of that up tomorrow because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. I just kind of thought about it and said, oh, let me go ahead and do it right now. Now, one last thing before we go, I want to ask you so kindly to support the program. Those of you who are on YouTube, just click that join button. We, we, we need to get more of our 
of our YouTube folks up. But we also, more than anything else, we need to get more patrons. Patron is that 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 uh, thing that helps people like what we're doing. Let's see. Then we also pay for humans who were free after the Civil War. Yes, we did. Uh, so I want to ask you guys so clearly to please support our um, to please support the program. How can you support the program? Please go to politicsdoneright.com/support. Politicsdoneright.com/support. And on politicsandright.com says support, you can find all the different ways in which you can provide support to this program. Uh, and in, let's see, Maywood, why didn't you know that over 100K each year are dying from illegal drug overdose? Yeah, it, 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 there are a lot of people dying from overdose. That's true. Not the same level as Haiti. Uh, look, we, we'll get into that story another time. But anyhow... Folks, please support us, politicsandright.com slash support. Anyway, we got to get out of here. It is 4.01. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.